I'm going to do a little test first just to you want to test yours? Yeah, make sure that you're recording from <laughs> the device. <laughs> <laughs> May the Lord bless you. Welcome to Final Take, a conversation podcast talking about movies and how streaming services actually have some really good in-house movies. Mm-hmm. I am Ethan Simi. I'm Austin Davis. And tonight we are talking about platform original movies, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, the whole gauntlet. They basically all have original movies. Yeah. And, for the most part. And movies exclusive to their platform that they technically own mm-hmm. and some of them are actually pretty good yeah that's what we're here to talk about and i know you've watched a lot this week i've <laughs> that's I've an wa- understatement i have i did not match you but i've also watched a lot but before we talk about it i want to i want to explain what an original movie is okay because it's kind of di- it gets kind of dicey sometimes so there are four technical ways that a service like a platform can have an original movie mm-hmm. so you've got one if the movie is commissioned and produced by the by the streaming service yeah that seems the most logical right mm. like they actually made that movie two they have exclusive international stream streaming rights to the movie meaning that they're the only platform in the world that can stream that film mm-hmm. so they bought the, the international streaming rights so they basically they they bought the movie yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like they bought the rights to the movie. Okay. Uh, three, they have co-produced the movie with another network, mm-hmm. or uh, it is like a continuation of a canceled TV show, and that's ex- like exclusive TV shows. So uh, one would be like Disney Plus and the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought it back, and they're able to claim it as a Disney Plus exclusive, mm-hmm. even though it lived on Cartoon Network beforehand. Okay. Uh, so. Those are the four ways that you can have an original. And I think that's important to know because not every single original movie is made actually in-house mm. by their production company. Yeah. I can, I, I, there's I, a few that I can like think in my head that like, yep, that was not made by them. Oh, yeah? What do you, what do you got? Well, like I know like Netflix uh, par- or the uh, Cloverfield Paradox. Okay. Um, I, like I like the Cloverfield movies, um, but that one was made by someone. I don't know who, but they bought the right sure. for, to to stream that. Yeah, and another one is um, Atlantics, mm-hmm. which actually won the, is the Grand Prix winner at the uh, Cannes Film Festival mm-hmm. in 2019, and Netflix bought the rights to that, and they're able to claim it like as an original. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think this actually happened recently with Lovebirds. Okay, is this correct? I don't know. Like I haven't done too much research into that side of things, but yeah, yeah I mean, originally it was a a theatrical this must be a theatrical release movie but right. it is not i mean now it's streaming on netflix today mm-hmm. so and i think it's only on netflix actually uh so with now that we know what an actual original movie is it's kind of more broad than mm. than i ever thought it was yeah uh and i know like you said a lot of them are purchased mm. at film festivals yep they're like this one looks good i'm gonna take it yeah i'm gonna steal that one. i got a pretty pretty for it and that's actually how a24 has gotten so big is because they've they've started kind of doing this uh do you think the future of streaming services is more original content or do you think it's more like purchasing rights to things not being original i don't know i don't think you can do everything exclusive or in-house because i think you just won't do well I mean, sure. there, there's a lot of thing, like TV shows that just flop. There's a lot of movies that just flop. So you can't just rely on your things to drive everything. I think you have to have some of those classics to get people in. Yeah, I agree. I think it does have to be a solid mix mm. of... And I, and I know Netflix is definitely leading the race in original content, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, because they have tons of stuff. And talking about Oscars last year, they had the Irishman nominated mm. for all kinds of things. And that's... In the marriage story marriage story Mm. god bless adam driver again and so anyway yeah i think i think there's going to be a healthy mix in the future i think it's going to be more original content than we see now Mm. but i do think you're right i think there's going to be a blend yeah well i look at like disney plus it's all just disney like there's nothing out there's no outsiders it's probably the biggest platform that is straight its own stuff i mean um obviously they've they've purchased like national geographic and they have that 
that type of stuff. Yeah. And Fox, you got Simpsons on there. Yeah, but that's like the only thing in Fox. But then the, they own uh, Hulu. They do. This is true. So like that platform is like they're kind of like their mixture. But to be honest, since I've had Disney Plus, I don't really go there. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it. I mean, I don't have kids. I mean, I don't like there's some movies like Star Wars. I watched all like all the Star Wars on there. Yeah. A couple like Avenger movies here and there. But or Marvel movies, I should say, not just the Avengers. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, Gotta get them all. Yeah. Uh, but I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. Sure. I, it's just not. You some, like a healthy blend. Yeah. Like when Mandalorian was going. Uh, yeah, I was oh, going yeah. there. But like, there's no new like more adult themed like sure. original stuff on there that is making me want to go there. It's coming, man. Marvel's Marvel's getting their TV shows going. Mm. Don't worry, it's coming. Before we, as as per usual, we've mm. a, we've actually have two segments tonight. Before we dive into our main topic, yeah, two segments. First being movie news. It's actually news. a pretty heavy week for movie news. Yeah, it, Loki, like Loki heavy. Loki heavy, exact. That is that is prime. It's and like a like a really skinny person that hides their fat well. <laughs> it's uh, the perfect analogy yeah. for this news week. <laughs> and we are back with what did you watch this week? Yeah, we've been off for a few weeks, mm-hmm. and we're back this week. Which one do you want to do first? Um, let's do some news. News. The news. Okay. First piece of news. And you and I, I think I can speak for you and I. We are here for this. Don't you dare put words in my mouth. (laughs) These are accurate words. I can promise you that. Sonic the Hedgehog sequel has been freaking confirmed by Variety this week. Paramount and Sega are in early development on a sequel. They are hiring the first film's director, Jeff Fowler, and they have writers Pat Casey and Josh Miller, and I'm excited. I'm excited because my my grandfather, his uh, or my grandmother's maiden name is Fowler, so I'm probably related to oh, this person. Absolutely, you deserve some of this. Yeah, Sonic I need movie. money. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about them. All about the money, man. Two um, two possible plot lines for this movie: Doctor Robotnik coming back from the the other world mm-hmm. that he was sent to at the end of the first Sonic. Way to ruin the movie, gosh. Hey, man, if if you haven't heard it by now, we reviewed it. So go check it out. Go listen <laughs> no to our No spoiled radio. milk. Yeah. Oops. I should have warned you. Spoiled milk. And Tails has come to Earth to help Sonic with some sort of mission. Spoiled milk Question all the milk? time. Hey, I just, I just went straight for it tonight. <laughs> no beating around the bush. Are you are you game? I mean, you got me into the Sonic movie. I did. I was not hyped in the slightest. No, you... You did not want to see this movie. No, at I was all. like, I was like, ugh, really? We gotta go see this movie. And then mm-hmm. I just find it, and I was like, okay, it's for the podcast, it's mm-hmm. for our listeners. I can do this. Yeah. And I laughed way more than you did in the movie. <laughs> it was entertaining. I thought it was so, good. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I don't know how well the second one will do, if it will do well, but hey, Sonic is currently the highest-grossing video game movie of all time. Yeah. So they only I have mean, themselves to beat. Yeah. True. We'll see what happens. But well, wait. There, there may be another video game Speaking movie coming of, soon. Exactly. Speaking of video game movies, Borderlands, the video game, mm-hmm. is getting a movie, and they officially secured Kate Blanchett as one of the main characters for this movie. Heck yeah. You're stoked. Yeah. She is uh, going to play, oh gosh, Lilith. Mm-hmm. And I've only played Borderlands uh, for, you know, I've bare, only watched barely. people play it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't really played, so I can't tell you who Lilith is. I do know that Borderlands is pretty badass. Mm. It's super dope. Uh, Kate Blanchett and the director of the Borderlands movie, Eli Roth, Roth have actually previously worked together on um, the house with a clock in its walls. And with Blanchett going to like an action movie like this, mm. she has already she's already played Hela, right, from yep. Thor Ragnarok. She's played... Um, you're going to have to help me with this one. I feel like you know... How to pronounce this? <laughs> I'm turning into an Austin right now. Galadriel? No. Nope. Galadriel from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, no, I have terrible <sighs> names. Someone send us an audio message and tell me how to say that name. Uh, and then Irina Spalko from Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Mm. So she's not new to action. Yeah, but I wouldn't bring that last one up <laughs> to many people as like a good credited movie hey, for her. It was in the article that I read, so I just you know I threw it down in the notes. If they put it, I can put it. <laughs> Kate Blanchett, this is gonna be cool. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't know when the movie's supposed to come out. No, but I think Eli Roth is a good choice to direct it, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like he's more of like that gritty, like 
type of director and i mean if you look at borderlands it's a gritty video game yeah so, i do i do hope that they I, i'm not gonna say i well you know what i am gonna say it. i hope they go rated r on the borderlands i hope they go for it because i just i really don't want this to be well i think you they have to I, I, it's possible that they they don't. It's possible that the studio is just like, no, we're gonna make this PG thirteen because we know that kids play this video game and they're gonna want to go see this movie. And if we rate it R, we're gonna limit our audience. Yeah, which means we can't like blow anybody's heads off, which is the whole point of Borderlands. We'll see. I don't know. I I see it to be like a Mad Max like type. That, exactly like, what I'm thinking. Yeah. So. Bam. Rated R. <laughs> Last piece of news. Now that we're doing release the Snyder Cut. This is now a thing that that people think is everyone. A thing. Everybody wants their director's cut, so now it's hashtag release the Ayer cut, or is it Ayer? David Ayer, release the Ayer cut. David Ayer of uh, Suicide Squad wants his cut to be released. Can I just get more Jared Leto, the Joker, please? You know, that sounds exceptionally serious. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Suicide Squad. Hey, but now that I have HBO Max, I've got no reason not to. You um, mean now that I have HBO Max. And I dearly, <laughs> dearly appreciate the fact that you let me let me use that. I, I said that already. Uh, so David Ayer tweeted the other day. He said, my cut would be easy to complete, a.k.a. a massive dig at Zack Snyder for saying, <laughs> for requiring $30 million to, re- to complete his cut. Mm. It would be incredibly cathartic for me. It's exhausting getting your ass kicked for a film that got the Edward Scissorhands treatment. The film I made has never been seen. Um, I mean, so like I said, I didn't see Suicide Squad, so like, I'm pretty impartial. It's the same thing with Snyder Cut. Like, I'm pretty impartial. Mm-hmm. You saw Suicide Squad, yeah. Do you I, think another cut is warranted? Like, is this? Do you need it? I don't like. It was okay. It wasn't the greatest movie, so I don't know if I need another cut of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like a thumbs down to me. It's a thumb sideways, <laughs> <laughs> a neutral thumb. I mean, more Will Smith. I mean, okay, I'm down for that. Yeah, I mean, more Jared, Jared Leto. Maybe not. But what if it's what if it's cool? Like benefit of the doubt. Like what if there's some really cool scenes? I, I mean, there's a thing called deleted scenes. Yeah, that's true. I, that's why I'm saying that's why directors cuts. Like, I do understand the cathartic experience for the director themselves, right? Mm. They they work their butt off for this piece of work that doesn't get released or gets trapped by the studio, and these things change. Mm-hmm. And so they do want the version that they had in their mind. They want that to come to fruition. Yeah. But I do feel like as a director, when you're working with a big, like a big studio, you give up some of those creative rights Yeah. to, to some, to some extent. Yeah. Right. So you don't get the final save of the movie. Exactly. You just don't. And you know that going in, mm-hmm. which I, I get Unless it. Unless your name is Steven Spielberg. <laughs> then you win. Yeah. Even George Lucas, like. Not winning, not mm. winning those situations. So yeah, I mean, the, so we've got the the Suicide Squad, the mm. Suicide Squad, which is a follow up slash like kind of reboot from James Gunn coming mm. out next year. Yeah. And the big concern is if you come out with a director's cut of Suicide Squad, mm. be some mass confusion. Yeah. Of like what's going on, and I did read the other day too, not a not a legit piece of news on this segment, but apparently there's a new rumor that we're gonna have a new DC movie. With Harley Quinn as the star. And I freaking thought that's what Birds of Prey was supposed to be. And I was duped. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I tell you right now, give me something better than Birds of Prey. That was... I mean, it wasn't I, complete. It was ill thought out. Anyway. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> off the topic, Susan. It's going, man. We're going back to Marvel. All Marvel all day. <laughs> what did you watch this week, Austin? A lot of movies. Hit it. Run through them for me. Because I, I watched a lot in terms of me. I have a very mm. busy schedule with my children yeah. and my family. I watched a total. And now that I have to work. Yeah. So anyway, I watched a lot for me. Well, so I utilized a lot of my movie watching for the three-day weekend that we, we just got with the Memorial nice, Day. So nice. um, I spent my three days and then a few days after uh, each one day each watching. So what, that's like six days. Okay. Yeah. Six days straight of watching ten movies. Wow, yeah. ten and six, huh? Yep. Um, two of them I'm not going to say because I'm going to be mentioning them later in my yep. review. Yep. But um, they're all pertaining to original movies. So these are all 
based off of Netflix original and Amazon original. So uh, the first one was uh, Manchester by the Sea. Um, I heard that's so sad. Yeah. I may have teared up <laughs> a couple times. Uh, oh. So because of how like drama driven it was, I think I'm going to give it a one watch. Yeah, sure. Because, it sounds heavy. Yeah. It was a lot of grieving type of like a movie. So Yeah. Um, the second movie was a lot more brighter, which was uh, Brittany Runs a Marathon, which is also Am- Amazon original. I find that to be a multi-watch. Really? Yeah, it was funny. Like, it was, um, it kind of it was, like, uplifting. Maybe it's because I just watched, uh, <laughs> like, Manchester City. I just needed so the, far yeah. in the other direction. <laughs> um, I, like, it made me feel, like, good. Like, but at, there's obviously some down parts. Like Amazon, like a few of the Amazon movies made me cry. Like wow. this one even made me cry. I got, I got the end. I'm like, wow, got it going for you. Yeah, I was like, God, this is supposed to be a funny movie. Oh, wow, dude, <laughs> sounds like so, Amazon knows what they're doing. Yeah. Um. Then moving on to my Netflix watches. Um. I have the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Ooh, nice Coen yeah. Brothers action. Yeah. Speaking of Coen Brothers, that was a one-time watch for me, or even zero. Oh, yeah. Good thing I didn't watch it because it was well, on my list this week. So this is actually a, a movie that a lot of people have liked. It's, it's like six different stories in one in one movie. So I have an ADD, like diagnosed ADD. It's very like when you switch things up like that. It's just I'm not. Yeah. I wasn't really intrigued. It loses you. Yeah. So it was hard for me to follow through. Yeah. Um, then I did uh, Akja for Netflix. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, this was... Uh, you pro- know who directed that? <laughs> I know. My it. guy, yeah. Bong Joon-ho. So far, I think I found one movie of his that is a multi-watch, and this is not it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's sad. But I think also this one was late later in the week, and I'm like, I've been watching so many movies. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> so, okay. Um, then I did Lovebirds, <clears throat> which is a netflix original is not a netflix original i don't know but technically technically it's a netflix original which but i you know i don't subscribe to that Mm. i don't know anyways it's a one time to multi-watch type movie cool like i could watch it again but it's not necessarily the greatest movie so you know uh that i didn't uh i lost my body Oh, that's on my list, and I really want to see it. Yeah, that one I actually put as a multi-watch. Okay, good. So Confirmed. Yep. Worth a watch. First animated uh, movie that I've reviewed as a multi-watch, so just FYI. Nice. Dude, I'm really yeah. jealous of what you've seen so far. Yeah. Like, well, really. Wait, I got two more. Oh, gosh. Uh, I got Roma, so... Uh, uh- can I, can I barge in here? Yeah. I also watched Roma this week. Yeah. That is also on my list of what did I watch. Did you rate it? I did rate it. I'd like to hear yours first. Please go ahead. It's a one-time watch for me. Okay. Um, there was cool things about the story. Like, I like how it is based off of, like, there's aspects of it that are based off of what's happened in um, in that time frame. I just couldn't get connected with the character. It's very, very yeah. artsy. Yeah. It's just very, like, mm-hmm. time and place. This is uh, someone's life yeah. that we're watching. Yeah. So, and I get that. It is very much, it's noted as one of the best Netflix original Movies. Of all time. Yeah. And so I feel really bad for saying that. But it being one watch, but it was really just hard for me to connect with the character. That that just could be me like not saying that other people yeah. can't connect with the character or or the movie. It's just how I viewed it. Yeah. I do think overall it was a really beautiful movie. So yeah. if you're looking for like a very beautiful poetic movie to watch, mm. that's the one. Yeah. Uh lastly, The Irishman. Oh, how did you find time for that? The only reason I haven't watched that so far is because it's so fucking long. So in my notes, I wrote down one time watch only, only because it is a three and a half hour long movie. Dude, freaking Scorsese's in his own head it, about that. It was a good movie. If it was shorter, I would say multi-watch, but it was three and a half hours long. Okay, without spoiling anything, because I because I will watch yeah. it, because we have a Scorsese episode coming up in a few mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk, and, and I'm sure we're going to talk about The Irishman. Yeah. Do you think the movie could have been shorter and accomplished the same narrative? Yes. Okay. That's good to know. I, I mean, just in my my opinion. But, yeah. I mean, it was a good movie. It's just, it was so long. Yeah. And I watched it last night. And it, so it was my last of my 10 movies. Dude, that's brutal. Like, by the time that I eat dinner and I stick in a movie, it's usually 8 o'clock. So if I, if I pop on a movie at 8 and I know mm. that I'm not, I am not done with this movie until 1130. Mm-hmm. That's a mental bust for me. Yeah, I finished it at like ten forty. Yeah, that's pretty so, vicious. Yeah. Um, I I also watched 
several originals. One I did not watch. Now, if you listened to last week's episode, you would have known what date passed this past week, May 25th. What happened on May 25th? Uncut Gems came on Netflix. What did I do on May 25th? Freaking watch Uncut Gems. <laughs> you bet I did. What? Surprise, surprise. Uh, all I have written down in my notes is, in all caps, a.k.a. RIP Sandman Oscar Nom. He got freaking snubbed. That's all I'm going to say. Great movie. Uh, I watched Velvet Buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. That it's, one looked interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like a zero to one time watch. Okay. Very uh, Final Destination-esque. I do think Jake Gyllenhaal is very good in it. Mm-hmm. I think the character he plays is very cool. It's just corny. Yeah, he, so like he was in Okja as well. Yes. And he played this very like loud and like weird character like that. I've never seen him play a role like mm-hmm. that. So I'm wondering if... That's interesting. Because like, I've seen the trailers for Velvet Saw. Right. Or Saw. Velvet uh, Buzzsaw. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it looked almost similar. Yeah, it's kind of similar. He plays like um, a very uh, effeminate art reviewer, mm-hmm. but I think he does a very good job at it, and that's what I enjoyed most. Yeah. The storyline is super lacking, and it's just really cheesy. Yeah. Um, I watched Barry, which mm-hmm. is... Obama. Yeah, kind of like a quote-unquote autobiographical movie about mm-hmm. Obama. Because no movies truly based off of the person's life yeah exactly everything's kind of made up they dramatize so much of the, these movies yeah it just tracks like obama when he uh was a student at columbia university in 1981 mm-hmm. and it's just kind of a moment in time about him finding his identity uh i thought the main actor uh tavon terrell Ter- i think is his name he was really freaky good yeah. at, at playing um obama but like i said it's probably like a one-time watch it's nice short uh, enjoyable. It's there's nothing like crazy special about it, and it does mm. not d- dive into any political anything. So if you're looking for like politic based Obama, this is not it. So can you give me three points as to why it's a good movie? I cannot. No, I can't even try to 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 imitate. It's just so far out of my wheelhouse. <laughs> and then the last movie I watched was Roma. Oh, like I said, yeah. Uh, it's like like yeah, like one time watch if you're in the right headspace. Mm-hmm. It's very beautiful, but it's, yeah, very. Yeah. I don't know, just just slow and it, it re- very it like really starts out in. slow, yeah. And then like if you're not like in it at the very beginning, I don't know if it will keep you entertained for the rest of it. Yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna dive deeper mm-hmm. into a few movies that we watched this week. Yes. That are platform originals, mm-hmm. and we're gonna review them. Yeah, we are. Kind of review them. Now, before we get started, are we doing... Do we need to warn? Do we have spoiled milk coming out of here? I have no spoiled milk on my end. Oh, no, no. I keep a fresh fridge on my side this week. Uh, No, you've already let out some spoiled milk. Well, going further, (laughs) I have no spoiled milk. So, all right. We will not spoil our picks for you, Mm storyline-wise, narrative-wise. But you go first, Austin. Yeah. Um, So... The first one I'm going to start with is an Amazon movie, which is The Big Sick. Um, this was re- The Big Sick. <laughs> I always want to say The Big Six. I I kind of can see that, but that's not right. <laughs> it's just wrong. All together wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, this was released back in 2017. So here's some fun names for you, for everyone. Uh, Kum- I'm <laughs> Kamal? Kamil? Uh, You've got a rough name. time, man. You got Johnny? And then Zoe Kazan. Or so, Camille. Uh, he was in uh, Silicon Valley, Stuber, Lovebirds. Um, then you have uh, Zoe Kazan, who isn't he about to be in Eternals? Yes, yeah. He's that's absolutely why I, freaking ripped. Yeah, and y- when you're watching like Lovebirds, like there was like, like a s- hint of it there, and you're just like, ah, ah. <laughs> you're like, it's coming, Eternals. <laughs> Anyways, to not get off track track of my movie. <laughs> <laughs> I always bring it back to Marvel, man. Um, Zoe Kazan, who uh, was in The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, um, What If, and The Kindness of Strangers, who plays Emily. Then we have Holly Hunter, who was in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, The Incredibles, as well as her probably most famous TV show, Saving Grace. Um, then you have Ray Romano, if you... I mean, everybody loves Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond, brother. Um, he's also in The Irishman as well as in Ice Age. So, Ice Age, probably his greatest work today. <laughs> let's be honest. All um, of them. All have 10, however many there are. I don't know. You never... He did a good job in The Irishman. So, 
uh, the, the, the short little bit that he did but he did a really good job actually in this one so there I, you go yeah um, this was actually directed by Michael Showwater or Showwalter Walter Showwalter um, yeah. he is notable for the TV show Love on Netflix oh my god yeah one of my favorites <laughs> yep uh, oh, we we actually if we were gonna have a baby boy uh, instead of a our baby girl recently mm-hmm. Gus was on our like top two names that we were gonna pick oh really strictly because of this TV show <laughs> That's how much I like this TV show. Well, you thought I was lying. You thought I didn't. You thought it's like not my favorite. No, no. That's why I mentioned it. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, then he also did Lovebirds as well as uh, Hello, My Name is Doris. This movie is based off of Camille and Emily's real life story. Um, so it is dramatized. <laughs> but still based on it. But, off but still based off it. Sure. So we follow Camille, uh, a part of who is a part-time uh, stand-up comedian slash Uber driver whose Pakistani family is pressuring him to pick one of the numerous women um, that they have been introducing him to to marry because in the Pakistani, um, like, like yeah. Muslim community, uh, like everything, you get arranged marriage. Sure. Um, so you don't marry outside of your war your culture yeah so his family's like constantly pressuring him to to get married as well as to become a lawyer um he makes a joke about this he's like uh, like it goes like doctor lawyer and then like way 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 down there stand-up comedian um bummer so they're like really kind of pressuring him to to become something other than a stand-up comedian meanwhile when he uh one night after one of his gigs he meets emily a white american woman who is studying to become a psychologist um they end up hooking up that night you know wow, just, they just straight to pound town yeah. huh? um you know one one time no pit stops uh, nope uh <laughs> um but they kind of play this like game back and forth of like hey like this is a one-time thing where like, don't don't talk to me again but then like you know the, they know they that 2 a.m what what's up text comes in you know i wouldn't know but <laughs> i've heard <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, they go back and forth with this whole thing. Um, meanwhile, Camille's still meeting with these women, um, and in like the culture, they like give him like a headshot in okay. like a bio of like what who they are, and like they they've gotten like a headshot of him and a bio of him. Like they'll keep on making like oh. jokes about how much he loves X Files and all this stuff. <laughs> who wouldn't? Vince Gilligan directed it, yeah. so it's fantastic. He basically when he gets these, he puts them in like a cigar box. So. Basically, now the relationship with Emily is starting to, like, really become a thing. Like, they're in a relationship. Like, she wants him to meet um, her parents. And she, when she, like, asks, like, hey, can I meet your parents type of thing, it's like, no. Mm, because, can't have that happen. No, because, like, it's different cultures. Like, it wouldn't match. Um, like, the whole thing is, like, if you meet them, I will be shunned. Um, but he he doesn't really mention that to her yet. Um, anyway, one day she finds this cigar box of photos. Oh, that's ripe for bad news. Yeah. And basically he's just like, if, if I like date you or if I marry you, like I will not have a family. And she's just like offended and leaves. Ouch. Anyways, a couple days later, a few weeks later, um, he gets a phone call from her friend being like, Hey, she's in the hospital. Like we need you to be there because we all have class. Like we need someone to be there just to, to like if she needs a ride home or whatnot, this infection that she's having starts to get really bad, really worse. And they, the doctor pulls him aside and like, are you her husband? And he's obviously not. And he's like, be clear. Are you her, her husband? Because she could be dying and we need her, someone to sign this form, allowing us to put her in a medical induced coma. Oh, geez. So I'm going to take a guess at what he says. Well, she ends up in a coma. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And basically uh, her parents come and like, that's really when the story really starts to begin because then you see this relationship between Romano's character and um, uh, why am I blanking on her name? Holly Hunter. Um, Holly Hunter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And just this relationship between them developing and, um, but this, like, this whole time, he also is doing everything for Emily and whatever is best for for her. So, I won't spoil like the rest of the movie because I think the movie's really good. I, I really enjoyed it. it sounds um, funny. It is really funny. There's also some really cringy scenes. Oh no. Okay. I, well, funny mixed with cringe. I seems appropriate. really like cringy things. Yeah, you do. Because <laughs> I'm like the dad joke guy. Like, 
literally at work people ask me to tell them dad jokes so i just can't get with that man yeah well hey that's just it's just not for me okay it's fine gosh all right great go back god go ahead (laughs) um (laughs) but it just it also pulls at your heartstrings because like you you start to develop this like like care for Camille's character like or him I guess him as a person mm-hmm. um because it's based off him so and like his just relationship with people and and stuff like that so um I think it's really really cool yeah. um really good movie uh a fun fact for me is uh Zoe Kazan who plays Emily who is in a coma uh for some of her scenes she would actually fall asleep during them <laughs> that's prime and sometimes she would wake up in the middle of the scene. Oh my gosh! And then ruin the whole entire scene due to, due to her going to sleep. That sucks. Yeah, that's a lot. I would like. I would be petrified to fall asleep then. So if you're gonna ruin the whole scene. But no, I like. I think. I think everyone did a really good job. I think yeah. overall, great movie. I think Ray Romano, like he's on the come up. I I think he's coming back. Round I think two, he's Ray back. Romano. Yes, we got like a little Eddie Murphy situation going on here. I I think Romano is expanding his horizons. I'm I have no problem with that. I think that's great. I really I really hope good things come for Romano. I do wish Let that it he, let it be known. We said it here first. Yeah. Today, Today. Ray Romano's on the come up. <laughs> I really wish that he played he replaced Michael Scott in the office to be honest. So oh. low key like that was my choice. <laughs> he was so he's so funny in the office. The one episode he yep. had is yep. hilarious. Anyways, I write this a multi-watch recommend it i'll watch it again nice that is good to hear mm. I'll, I'll throw it on my list then yep so again that is Thanks. a the amazon original the big sick the big slick nope the big sick. six nope damn sick like like a chew <laughs> chew chew i am also going to start with an amazon prime since you went that route and i'm going to start with honey boy the 2019 amazon prime original Starring Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. My guy Shia. And Lucas Hedges, who is really good. I believe he's in mid-90s as well. Okay. Uh, and Noah Jupe, Byron Bowers, and Laura San uh, John Como, I believe is her last name. I feel like you practiced saying the names before. I absolutely didn't. <laughs> I was just, my heart was just pounding trying to get all these right. The last one, that was a tough one. So Shia Shia LaBeouf plays James, who is... Digging up holes. No holes in this movie, actually. You know what? Digging up holes. Actually, he did dig some <laughs> holes in this movie. Wow, how did you know? I don't know. I actually haven't watched the movie, but I wanted You to. know what, Shia? You should... If you're listening, you should have a running joke in all of your movies where you dig one hole. That would be prime. The length of your shovel. <laughs> exactly. And the width. It's just like 15 minutes of him digging a hole. So he plays James, his father... Uh, you got Lucas Hedges who plays Otis um, at 22 years old, and then you have Noah who plays Otis at 12 years old. So it's kind of this like multifaceted storyline based off of Shia's own life experiences. So he chose to play his father, and then you have these two people playing a 12-year-old version of Shia mm-hmm. and a 22-year-old version of Shia. Uh, it's directed by Alma Harrell and written by Shia LaBeouf. This is actually the first full-length feature film for Alma. Uh, he's only done documentaries and short films up until now. This movie is really, really fantastic. It's definitely not a comedy. Very, it, very yeah, heavy. No. Uh, very, very heavy. We basically, we follow a young actor who's Otis, 12 years old, who is supposed to represent Shia. Mm-hmm. We follow his stormy childhood and his adult years as he struggles to reconcile with his father and deal with all of his mental health. Um, Shia plays James, who is a version of his father, and he's an ex-rodeo clown and a felon. So there's that happening. Which isn't... His dad is a ex-rodeo clown. Yes. I don't is. know about felon, but yeah. I would assume I would assume felon is true. Mm. Um, I'd, I'd have to do some more reading. But I, re- I remember like as a kid watching like Disney Channel movies and like him bringing up... Like Shia LaBeouf bringing yeah. up his dad being a, like a rodeo clown. Yeah, so the, in the credit scenes to this, there mm. are pictures of his dad yeah. as a rodeo clown. Uh, and we just watched this... His childhood is sent to stardom and his subsequent crash landing into rehab and recovery when he gets older. Uh, I really enjoy the the movie because there's two simultaneous timelines mm-hmm. and they kind of intermingle. So we'll start out with 22-year-old Otis 
and then we'll jump to a scene when he's 12 mm. and then we'll jump to a scene when he's 22 and most of the interaction we get with Shia as his father mm. is with the 12 year old yeah living with him dealing with him and all of these things mm. I think the movie overall really deals with that cycle of family trauma mm. and not and just like not knowing how to deal with problems and issues and things that are wrong in life yeah and instead you right you turn to alcohol or you beat your child or you do violent things that mm. obviously impair a relationship and so we just kind of watch that unfold and mm. how they work through that together as a relationship uh i think shia's acting job as his father is impeccable it's very good. Well, I would hope that he would have years of knowledge. Yeah. Of <laughs> he has a character. lot to go on. Yeah. He, it really does feel, and, and he is acting, right? But it really does feel like he's using this movie that he's written as kind of like a cathartic experience to, to move on from his childhood and to mm. deal with the PTSD that he actually has because of his father. Uh, so it, it feels very much more real than like, I, I'm just watching a movie. Yeah. Like, and knowing that it's based on his experiences too is, is really personal. It's exceptionally heartbreaking. Mm. Obviously. Um, it deals with a lot of hard topics of like, like abuse yeah. and like being like yeah. taking advantage of and verbal, like that. physical, mental abuse, um, alcohol abuse, mm. dealing with things in rehab, um, dealing with P- like PTSD, working yeah. through mental problems, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, mental obstacles like that. And it's, it's really pretty intense, but mm. I, I highly recommend it if, you know, and I didn't want to talk about it last week on the podcast because you, you recommended that I don't yeah. because it, it was going to be one of my dramas to watch, mm-hmm. but I wanted to save it for this week. And it's just a very unique perspective, how we get these two jumping timelines, which I think is pretty cool. Fun fact, Shia was actually, and this is very interesting to me. Shia was arrested for public intoxication in July of 2017 in Savannah, Georgia, and he was court ordered to attend a 10 week rehab program where he discovered that he has PTSD. And then he began writing the screenplay for honey boy while in rehab. Mm. So this is like legit. This yeah. movie is 100% based on his life. Well, I'm sure I'm sure, probably sure like in rehab, they like had him like journaling his experiences or life experiences and things like that, which probably led to like the him writing this, the story. Yep. Um, because like that's the best way to overcome your traumas. I mean, it sounds like oh you shouldn't relive your trauma, but like sometimes like if you lay the like if you can make it into something it wasn't, mm-hmm. it can ease that trauma. Like yeah. you can normalize it in a sense or make it a little bit easier to cope with. And I like I think I watched like a couple of interviews about Shia like after it. Oh, and like it does seem like it did help him. Like it is helping him. Like progress as a human yeah i think that's great if you saw shia before like yeah he's going down a dark hole yeah um i do think this movie really cements shia's acting ability in this very unique you mean transformers one didn't do that already kind of niche hey i've been sold on on shia since even stevens so (laughs) you're not trying to convince me i've been a fan since he works through this and, and chose to tell this kind of a story uh, he kind of right cements his his niche acting ability in these very very unique characters, mm-hmm. and like I said, I think he really kills it. Uh, and the overarching theme of of how a son and a father have a relationship and how that sh- how they struggle through that and and um, narciss narcissism and dependency and love and dealing with all of these really heavy things makes for a pretty good movie. <laughs> so I rated a multi watch. I think it's worth watching because you can gain insight from different perspectives throughout the movie. Mm. You can choose to focus on one or, or someone else. And I think, I think the acting is really pretty, uh, superb. Yeah. Yeah. Go check it out. Amazon prime, honey boy, my boy Shia. All right. On to my second choice. This is the Netflix original movie, which is Dolomite is my name. I tried to watch this one this week, man. I tried it, to get to it, and I just ran out of time. Well, you're missing out. Six six movies in three days is really <laughs> hard for me as it is, so I'm bummed. Well, you should have replaced it with one of the other movies. No, I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> Uncut Gems or Die. 
Um, this was released in 2019, so last year. This movie, if you haven't heard, was like this was like Uncut Gems, like got an Oscar, like yeah. s- uh, s- snub. snub. So um, this was I really enjoyed this movie, but it, it's also like the revitalization of Eddie Murphy, like cor- back correct. yeah to to this kind 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 of acting. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so yes, it does star Eddie Murphy. Um, he plays uh, Rudy Ray Moore. He's not a donkey in this movie. He's not a donkey. Okay, I'm nope. in. Uh, so Rudy Ray Moore uh, slash Dolomite. So um, then we have uh, Keegan Michael Keel, who or Key, uh, who is of Key and Pill. Um, then you have Mike Eeps. Um, he's from The Hangover. Um, he's done a bunch of other things. Like you, he's the guy that sold them roofies. So <laughs> nice, good uh, history. Yep. And then Craig Robinson. Oh, my boy, Daryl, always Daryl. How's it hanging, Daryl? <laughs> I know he probably hates that, but <laughs> uh, then you have Titus Burgess, who is from the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, then there's a Divine Joy Rudolph, uh, who she's in uh, Trolls World Tour as well as High Fidelity, the TV show. Um, then you have Wesley Snipe as, as well as Chris Rock and Snoop Dogg. Wow, star-studded. I know. That's Honestly. why I had to really include. Like, there was a bunch of That's people. That's big. Yeah. Um, but this movie was uh, directed by Craig Brewer, uh, who did Hustle and Flow, um, uh, Black Snake Moan, uh, the new Footloose, not the old Footloose. Um, mm. And then he's also going to be directing Coming to America too. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, Which I assume Eddie Murphy is in. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is. Um but uh yeah this movie is based off of a true person uh rudy ray moore so another like biopic type Man, movie we're going yeah, after there's it, yeah. like three in a row here Look at I, that. yeah i forget what your next choice is so maybe maybe four not a biopic <laughs> no <laughs> dang uh rudy ray moore is a kind of like a wash-up musician that can't even get like his own radio dj that works at the record shop that he is an assistant manager at to play his own records that's how washed up he is. That's really brutal. Yeah. So he's kind of like fed up with um, with not getting a chance at music. So um, he just wants stage time. He wants to like get famous. So Give the he's man like, what he wants. Yeah. Um, one day like this homeless like guy kind of walks into his his uh, record shop and he's like trying to kick him out. But then like he says like this joke, like the like a joke that everyone's heard of and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And this kind of gets like him thinking. He's like what if I like just record homeless people tell their stories like they're like joking stories like just give them some hooch like just get them some <laughs> just get them going get them drunk and just let them tell their stories you could not it. go wrong with that no and that's what he does that's awesome he takes all these different stories and then he uh, he like r- listens to the recordings like okay making all these like different jokes and things like that based off of these and then creates his character character of dolomite mm. um so he presents all this stuff on stage and like the guy who's like has him on the stage is like just stick to the script type of thing no 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 he does not stick to the script um and he's just starts getting the crowd into the show like they are enthralled they are just laughing they are just screaming it is just a lively show and this is the birth of dolomite epic uh, yeah um as the the movie progresses, he starts to he wants to record an album, uh, like a comedy album. Um, they make reference to uh, Bill Cosby. So <laughs> it's like, oh, Bill Cosby's back. <laughs> yep. Uh, but anyways, comedy, uh, comedy albums used to be it, man. It used like, to be. They used yeah. to be big. Yeah, but his stuff was like raunchy humor. Okay. So like, like he's just like cursing up a storm. He like presents it to a record label, and they're like. <laughs> Nobody's going to buy this. Yeah, he's like, they're like, we can never sell this. <laughs> like, y- you are would be the only person that'd be able to sell it. So what does he do? He creates his own album. He, like, uh, like makes the cover, everything. Like, he makes it, like, make it look like it isn't something that you should own because it is dirty. Sure. Which is such a smart yeah. move because, like, well, so well people, forbidden Apple yeah, action. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And so everyone's just starting buying it, buying it, buying it. Like until like everyone in the region is just like listening to it. Like you drive down the street and you hear his album. Oh, that's so cool. And uh, one of the record labels is like, let's pick him up. They pick him up. He starts doing tours, just selling out. All his stuff is being sold. He's just doing phenomenal. But he wants more. 
so he goes to a movie one uh one day it's a primarily like white audience watching this movie and him and his um, friends are just sitting there and they aren't laughing but everyone around them is just laughing and they're like that's like there's nothing funny there's nothing for us here like as like all all like the black community like there's just nothing there and he's like i want to make something that would make my community proud and so he gets like he like basically is paying for this all by himself but like he gets a director he gets a um a screen like he writes the writer everything like that he like cleans up this like old hotel that has a bunch of bums in it all this stuff he it just puts his whole effort into it and it is just a funny fun trip sounds like he's on the path to success yeah like i mean i mentioned all these famous yeah cast members that are in this movie i know snoop dogg's in the trailer yeah so and i've seen i've seen the trailer and i it's definitely on my list to watch this and i feel really bad that i didn't this well so this character or this person rudy ray moore he is such an influence in the rap community like i mean snoop dogg had him in one of his albums okay that's like, legit yeah like this is a person that is iconic in like they they nickname him like the grandfather of rap like he is like even the, before rap was a thing that's legit yeah so he has such an influence in the community like all that stuff so it like i don't get like this was a good movie and i don't get why it didn't get at least an oscar like somewhere or like at least get a nomination for an oscar somewhere because the oscars are rigged man yeah there's no getting around it it was enjoyable i mean i watched i told you i watched how many netflix original movies oh yeah and, and you still like this this was my this was the very first one that i watched you're starting off that sounds like you're starting off pretty good yeah and i was like uh like uh, like this one's okay but not great like all this stuff this one was a good one this is my multi-watch nice um well, i think my fun fact was basically that every pretty much every single cast member yeah had an affinity for that is really cool him. i yeah. like when they do that I like when they like make it full circle like that mm. nice nice that sounds really good that's on netflix 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 uh dolmite is my name all right roger that and i'm gonna stick with netflix as well uh I now the t- I noticed when I was doing my notes that my titles are kind of similar. So I, I started with Honey Boy, correct? And now this now the movie I'm going to review is Horse it's Boy Girl. Honey. <laughs> oh boy, Honey is Horse Girl. Horse Girl. Ooh. So we just traded out some things. Anyway, um, Horse Girl, Netflix original, 2020 movie starring Allison Brie, Molly Shannon, Debbie Ryan, and Jake Picking. Now, this isn't a fun fact, but obviously Molly Shannon from SNL. She's fantastic. Debbie Ryan is married to Tyler Joseph, I believe, of 21 Pilots, which is one of my favorite bands. So, yeah. Well, did you know that Alison Brie is one of my celebrity crushes? So, you probably didn't know that. (laughs) Hey, I did not know that. You got to watch this movie then. She's in it. (laughs) (laughs) She is the main actress. Yep, I know. It was written and directed by Jeff Baina and actually co-written by Alison Brie. Um, basically we follow Sarah who is a socially isolated arts and crafts store employee and she finds herself more content in the company of horses and supernatural crime shows aka a show called purgatory Mm -hmm. which I don't know if it's real but I'm sure it's got to be real and it looks pretty interesting and uh, then people but when a series of strangely surreal dreams up in the simplicity of her waking working life waking life excuse me sarah struggles to distinguish her visions from reality so it's, it's quite dark and quite humorous we just follow sarah as she starts to blur the line between what is reality and what is a dream and how that impacts her everyday life she is just unique enough of like a character where she doesn't really have friends it's her birthday and she doesn't have any plans you know like kind of like that where she's just pretty Mm -hmm. isolated from people and she's been known to sleepwalk and her roommate and friends know this but they don't know the extent of the sleepwalking and it turns out that she will sleepwalk and find herself like in the middle of the city Mm -hmm. and not know how she got there and that sounds like some ambient like stuff going on does she go into the fridge and just like heavy ambient so we just follow her as she 
tries to decipher what's reality and what's not reality and if it's actually in her mind or if it's happening in reality to her uh, she heavily believes that aliens are abducting her and so I mean, why wouldn't she well, what's not to believe about that hey hey UFOs they're real I know they're, they're out there I know they're real that came off really rude but I know they're real <laughs> and so she believes she's being abducted and so she's trying to talk to people about it she's trying to rationalize that for herself and all while just having like an enduring love for horses which is very odd like the movie is good but it's odd mm-hmm. right so like I'd say it's a it's a one-time watch to 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 watch it right and to just I guess if it's on your list like watch it um I, I guess I'd say it's like a zero to like one-time watch even though I'm reviewing it um it's, <laughs> this is a shocker <laughs> it's just it's just very unique like I wasn't enthralled when I was watching it mm-hmm. I do really like it because the ending is ambiguous so I'm not I'm not going to give anything away but it does not provide you a concrete answer as to what is reality and what isn't so I think just knowing that is fun mm-hmm. and coming up with your own ideas of what has happened and what you think is real is is fun I think uh it's just a very unique storyline yeah that's just super strange and again like it's just this weird thing that happens to this one person at their point, you know, at their point in life. Uh, and so I looked at this movie on IMDb and mm. this is where I get my fun facts. I assume it's where you get yours. Yep. There were only, no, there was only one fun fact for this movie. Oh, so really? I wrote it down. Literally. I've never seen this before. And it says the same exact shades of two colors. So blue, gray and peach are used throughout the film. Blue, gray when Sarah is feeling more lucid and peach when she's feeling less lucid. So I didn't know that. So maybe if you choose to watch this, that's something that you can know and help you decipher. I'm surprised there's only one fun fact and that was <laughs> <Right>? it. Right? <laughs> Isn't that so strange? I do think this is an underrated Netflix original movie though. Okay. I I, I, I mean, I've, I've seen like, pe- like people's like top Netflix movies. Like I, yeah. Because I did some research. I'm like, which ones do everyone else say are good movies? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And this is up there on the list for mm. sure. I like it's not Dolomite is my name level, mm-hmm. right? Or or Marriage Story or anything like that. But I I'm do, surprised you didn't re. I do think re- it's good review Marriage Story. Right. To be honest. So so speaking of which, I just wanted to come into this and say, Marriage Story and Private Life are my two favorite Netflix original movies. Mm-hmm. I've already talked about them on this show. I don't want to rehash them. Marriage Story is actually one of my top five movies of all time. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't want to talk about them. But if you haven't seen those two, go see those two. And then you can watch ours. Mm-hmm. Mine come first. <laughs> there, those are fantastic, right? Like Marriage Story was up for Oscars and stuff. So, mm-hmm. really intriguing storyline. That's kind of like a mind bender. Very interesting, ambiguous ending, which I enjoy. Solid movie. Mm-hmm. Bang, Horse Girl. Cool. Weird title. I'm still just. I'm just not sold on the title, Horse Girl. But yeah, <laughs> whatever it takes. So we got one more movie. I'm just gonna preface this now. It, Hulu and all the other rest of the streaming sites don't really have many options for original content. Quickly found out. Yeah, um, it seems to be mostly Netflix and Amazon. Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, like there are maybe a couple here and there for like HBO, um, but they're like not really known ones. Um, as same with like Disney Plus. Like they're, I think they did like two movies and yeah. then, like apple tv plus has maybe two and like, i know but i do know like apple tv and mm. hulu they're starting to buy things yeah all right so they're starting to take the 824 route where they're just gonna start buying up movies yeah and slapping their brand on them yep yeah yeah so i am gonna review the pretty much i mean there's like a there's a couple hulu movies there's just not really a whole lot so i'm gonna do the one and it's pretty much one i've already recommended I don't know if I reviewed it, this one, but I think I like recommended it like early on. So now I'm going to give a review on it. Um, this is Big Time Adolescence. So um, this was released in 2019. Originally, I think it was supposed to be released um, this year, if I remember correctly. Um, but because of Corona stuff, I think it got pushed a little sooner. Classic Corona stuff. Yeah. Um, so this stars, uh, Griffin Gluck. So he was in just go with it. Um, and he's also in the Netflix original TV show lock and key. Um, actually a fun show. I enjoyed it. I hope to make another season of it. Nice, so, nice. um, but he plays Monroe or Mo, 
And then it has Pete Davidson. Um, you may know him from SNL or his relationship with Ariana Grande. Um, but he was also true. in The Dirt as well as a future movie, The King of Staten Island. Which we will be reviewing in two weeks. Yeah. So come on back. Um, but he plays the character Zeke. And then I've heard this name probably multiple times. I just can't remember. Here we go <laughs> I again. Pronounce it. It's John Cryer, um, but two and a half men. Um, okay. Yeah. He also plays like Le- Lex Luthor in like the uh, CW. No, in the CW uh, like Arrowverse. Oh, okay. Yeah, ones. Gotcha. So, uh, but he plays the character Ruben, which is Mon- or Moe's dad. This was directed by Jason Orley. Um, this is his only movie that he's ever directed. Um, he's did a comedy special for Dave, uh, Pete Davidson. So, oh, okay. So the they have a relationship. Things. Yeah. So those are the only two things under his directing credit. So that was fun. <laughs> um, but essentially, this movie starts out with a young Mo who um, just has met his sister's um, boyfriend Zeke. Um, they kind of like hit it off as like a little like big brother, little brother type thing. But then eventually, as all teenage relationships happen, um, for most people at least, uh, they break up. But Moe's kind of like upset about this breakup because he really like got close with Zeke. And so um, when like Zeke was like about to drive off for the last time, Moe's like, can I come with you type of thing? And mm-hmm. like they just kind of build this friendship and this friendship goes on for years. Um, I mean, it skips to the future and Zeke is this like... 20 something living uh in his like deceased grandmother's house selling drugs and moe's in high school <laughs> so Eesh. yeah um but anyways uh Mo only pretty much hangs out with zeke and zeke's friends so he doesn't hang out with anyone his own age so he has no real friend group when he goes to school he just kind of like goes to school then hangs out with zeke so he starts to like wondering like oh like what if it what's it like to hang out with other people my age and stuff like that um, he meets this one kid or like not really meets him. He knows him and this kid's like trying to get into the, the senior party and he needs booze. And always, so always guess what? Mo has a connection to get some booze. So Zeke is more than willing to, to go and buy like booze for him. Um, but he was like, Hey, since you're going to this party, like got some weed that you could sell. Double up. Yep. So uh, he goes to the party and he becomes pretty popular pretty quickly when people know that he has drugs. And so I feel like drugs tend to do that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So he sells the drugs. um, Then he essentially becomes like the drug dealer at all the parties. So and these are like rich kid parties. So like they're willing to spend even more money from drugs that are actually like cheaper. I don't know. I don't. Very trash, (laughs) I assume. Um, But anyways, Throughout this time, um, Mo is the movie's primarily based for about Mo. He goes back and forth of whether or not like is this a good relationship with Zeke? Should I like start to become a different person, whatnot? Um, so the whole movie is him finding his way and figuring out like who Mo will become. I do like a, a movie that tackles self identity. Yeah, so, very big fan. So it's a fun. It's funny when it needs to be funny, and it's serious when it needs to be serious. I mean, nice, uh, very, very uh, dexterous like that. Yeah, I think it's a good go- like coming of age type story. Um, I've seen better coming to age stories, but this was fun, entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I would watch it again. Uh, it's been a few months since I watched it, so but I would say like it is a movie worth watching multiple times. This is Pete Davidson's first starring role that he ever had. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, fun fact, Hulu uh, paid $4 million for this movie. Wow, that's a lot of dollars. I know. If you look at all like the box office like movies, it's like four, $4 million? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's sweet. That's Steve. <laughs> I wonder what chunk of that uh, Pete Davidson got. Probably zero. No. He probably got paid. Well, I mean, he secured a bag. That's for sure. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Coffin, so yeah. Coffin movies. So that is uh, the big time adolescence uh, on Hulu. On Hulu. Nice. I like how you threw a Hulu one in there. Yeah. Very but, unique. Yeah, because that's literally like they don't have many movies. <laughs> the I, only one. I think there was like one other movie I, I was like, ah, oh, I might watch this. But it was like a zombie like, like yeah. kid movie. It was kind of weird. No it has good. like Josh Gad in it. and um, oh. Yeah, I, I pronounced that right. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, Bear, I know. Bear who... Claw, if you know from <laughs> Oh, good. Bear Claw. Bear Claw. <laughs> uh, I know that Hulu purchased a movie called Palm Springs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah, Sundance, yeah. Uh, Sundance, actually, this year. 
Which I, is supposed to be good. I think it has Elijah Wood in it. Is that correct? I don't remember. You have I'm the gonna computer be, I'm in gonna front be, of you. I'm going to be spouting lies on this show. No doubt about it. But Any, no, yeah. Anyway. It does, it, if if I remember, I think I've seen the trailer and it looked decent. Yeah, they're getting into um, they're getting into some purchasing. Yeah. So, yeah, that wraps it up for our reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Because I, I actually do have one thing that I want to mention. Is it pertaining to next week's episode? It isn't, but you can yeah. you can make that announcement if you want. Okay, well, go right ahead. So next week's episode is going to be based off of something that wait, you wait 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 pause. It is not Elijah Wood. It's Andy Samberg, your favorite dude. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's right. That's why I was so interested cool in Cool beans. Cool beans. Okay. That, now I'm more thrilled. You're welcome. Yeah. I, I, I had to tell you. Yep. I knew you'd be happy. My guy. <laughs> My guy. Anyways. What do, we get, what do we got next week? Uh, This is going to be an episode driven by you as the listener. So look out on our Instagram page um, because that's pretty much our primary social media page. Um, But look out for things to basically we're going to give you prompts. We want to see what you guys want us to talk about. I mean, this is your time to kind of shine as an audience uh, to guide us in the way of your movie choices. Yeah, please give us, give us topics to talk Mm -hmm. about. Right. So, I mean, whatever you need to do to get in in contact with us, you can DM us, you can email us, you can leave us a voice message on our website. You can send a carrier pigeon. I don't care. Whatever it is. I would prefer an owl. Actually, an owl would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. So if you're going to send an animal, send an owl, that would be great. Get in contact with us. We just want to know what you guys want us to talk about. So it could be anything about movies. Maybe you hate a movie and you just need to get it off your chest. Mm-hmm. We're here for you. Yeah. We can listen to you. We'll, t- we'll hash that out. Maybe you want to know like our thoughts on an actor, a director, a movie, anything at all. I know we've we've stuck to streaming the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. This is the last week of a streaming specific episode mm-hmm. for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because after that, well, I mean, Technically, the next movie that we do is stream is a stream movie. Sure, it's just paid for. Right. Yeah. So we're gonna start getting back to to movie reviews um, and just movies out there. Yeah. Out, th- out in the ether. I mean, things are starting to open back up. Corona is hopefully not going to be leading our lives for too much longer. Yeah. So anything that you want us to talk about, get at us, and we will talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's what next week is all about. And we're very very excited to dedicate an entire show to you guys, the listeners. Yes. Now, I do have one more thing before we wrap it up here. Like it's a present, we need to wrap this up. So go. <laughs> that was good. So it isn't pertaining to movies, but this is the only platform I have to talk about it outside of my one other friend, my two other friends who watch this show. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is back, baby. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is back. Final season, season seven premiered this past week. Oh, and it feels so damn good, baby. Okay, I just had to get that off my chest. There. Great show. If we're going to recommend shows, I mean, Dave, season one, perfect. One of the, one of the greatest first seasons of a show I've, I've watched in a long time. Oh, well, you haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Always The Office, though. Always. Always The Office. But uh, very, very good, mediocre show. So if you listen to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., hit me up personally. I'm at Life of Ethan on any social media. And let's talk about it because obviously you can tell it's running my life and my wife could really care less about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> as could pretty much anybody Yeah. because nobody watches this <laughs> show. So anyway, all right, I got that off my chest. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling very good. We got our final takes. Yeah. We gave them to you. They're there. They are out there. Laid out for you. Like Austin said, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. I didn't say Twitter. Well, I'm saying, <laughs> I, said, I said Instagram. I'm saying we're on Twitter. <laughs> We are on social media at Final Take Pod, and we also have an email, finaltakepod at gmail.com, where you can send us any thoughts, anything for next week's show, and we'll read them on the show. Uh, you can subscribe and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. We're out mm-hmm. there. Anywhere you can get it, we are there. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and it helps us become more discoverable on the App Store. So please, pretty please, do that. All 10 of you that reviewed us, thank you. We really appreciate you. Seriously, that came off sarcastic, but we actually really do appreciate you. It really means Mm -hmm. a lot when you do leave a review. So please leave a review. We have a show website, anchor.fm backslash final dash. Backslash. 
dash take anchor.fm backslash final dash take you can listen to all of our shows we have a full episode line out you can also leave us a voice message that we will put on the show last week we got our first voice messages and they were awesome yeah we did it was sweet so like austin said next week it's all about you guys dm us let us know what you guys want us to talk about and we will talk about it um thanks for listening as always thank as you. as always we will be back next monday with a brand new episode mm-hmm. and we're looking forward to it yeah. Oh, hey, I'm going to watch The Departed this week. I was going to tell you. Okay. Have you seen The Departed? Of course I've seen The Departed. Wow, you scoff at me like I'm an idiot. <laughs> it is one of Leo's greatest works, okay? I just want our listeners to know that I'm making progress on my Matt list. Matt Damon, I mean... It, it's, it's, uh, I know, I'm making progress Jack on Nicholson, my massive on. list of movies. So, this week I'm watching The Departed. So, anybody that can just give me an applause or cheer me on, please do so. I really appreciate it. Mark Wahlberg. Mark, Mark. Go be safe as things start to reopen. Please wear a face mask wherever you go. Get your information from approved sources like the CDC who know what they're talking about and stay safe. Mm -hmm. Social distance. Watch a lot of movies. And we'll see you next week. Watch all the movies that we just mentioned. Absolutely. Watch them. All of them. Even the ones that we we also watched. Yeah. So Uh, watch like 20 movies. Yeah. You've got like 25 movies your way. Watch them. Let us know. All right. We'll see you next week. See you. Later. Bye. Adios. Ciao. I always ciao. I, ciao. I gotta have like a I gotta have like a formal written one where I go through all of my versions of uh catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs> on the flippity flip. There we go. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I could do it all night. I could go all night long. That's what she said. <laughs> Vicious.